Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and TuneIn. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. Thanks for tuning in. And today I'm joined by Pastor Billy Logan, our pastor of discipleship here at Church of the Nazarene in Harrisonburg, and also Ishrock. Pastor Billy, how are you doing today? Good, Grayson. Glad to be back on here with you. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Pastor Billy's joining me today just to talk about discipleship, talking about uh, the importance of meeting in community, no matter where you go to church. And if you don't have a church, the importance of finding a church family and meeting in community and about how the Bible commands us to meet in community with one another and to break bread with one another and to pray for each other and encourage one another. So, Pastor Billy, just any thoughts you have? Uh, I know you oversee our life groups or our small groups here at Church of the Nazarene in Harrisonburg. So what, over the years, have you found, and even before coming to this church, even in your growing up years, have you found the importance of community, Christian community? Yeah, I think, like you said, how vital it is, even in the days of the Bible, um, in the early church, uh, you know, the church didn't gather as we do today in large gatherings into one building oftentimes, um, or streaming in online uh, when you're away, but they gathered in homes, you know, they literally did life together, they broke bread together, um, they prayed together, they cried and laughed together, and so they were small pockets of churches that met in homes around the person of Jesus Christ, around the good news, and so that's kind of the heartbeat of why life groups began and why we believe in them so passionately here with that in mind that we too uh, want to take church from the larger worship gathering which is important um, coming together to worship to hear the word proclaimed and allow God to um, transform our hearts and minds but to go deeper and and, um, to be discipled and to disciple one another Uh, it's been crucial in my life even from younger days um, in you know growing up in church but even my time in college being plugged into FCA and the church here and I was still in college when life groups began and uh, I had small groups of community that spoke into my life, poured into my life I could go to uh, when I was uh, struggling with things, dealing with hard things throughout those seasons as you experienced, you know. Um, So small group community uh, within the family of God, within the church, it's important to the point where if we don't have it, we should be seeking it out in, in some way. Right, yeah. I mean, I can speak from the years that I've been in life groups and I'm just guessing i know we started about 10 years ago in life groups and going into our 11th year and you know and even before that like when i was in uh high school we had small groups for whatever grade we were in or um even senior year we met in someone's house as the high school kids and broke up guys and girls so it's always been important to be pouring into people and have people pouring into you. And then life groups, like, I mean, it's just been really important to have people to go to. If you have a prayer need or another need, just to lift each other up and encourage one another. And I know uh, when you graduated, you came on staff here as a college and young adult pastor, and you led a college young adult group for guys and girls alike. And I was a part of that for a few years. So we had you know, just the ability to grow um, closer, knowing each other um, more intimately and building the type of friendship. And like I said, actually, before we started recording that, uh, I was thanking God as I was praying before we started for uh, just the brother type relationship that we have that has been formed through community, mm-hmm. through Christian fellowship with one another over the years. Yeah. 
And uh, just building those type of relationships are important because we can't do it alone. The enemy wants us to isolate ourselves and wants us to feel like that we're alone, but we're not. And so that's the importance of finding Christian community. And I know in the Bible, just one verse that sticks out to me is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, where it says, They didn't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching, and that's the day of the Lord. And we know that we read in the Bible that only the Lord knows the day and the hour that the sun will return but we want to make sure that we're ready for that day. So whatever you want to share, Pastor Billy, any scriptures that are on your heart. Another thing that comes to my mind, Pastor Billy, is we talk about discipleship. If somebody comes to Christ, like evangelism, when somebody gets saved and asks Christ to come into their life, that's a wonderful thing. That's something that we should celebrate. But then discipleship is going deeper, that Mm. next step. Once you've accepted Christ into your life, then you need to be discipled or, you know, you you should want to be discipled. And we all as Christians should want to continue to grow in our relationship. And that's what you do through Christian community and through discipleship. So, Pastor Billy, any scriptures that are on your mind or any other thoughts you have about the importance of discipleship and Christian community and helping others find that Christian community. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think we live in a day and age with technology. We've been going through uh, this global right. pandemic. And so there's all of these mechanisms out there that um, if we don't keep them in their healthy place, they can isolate us even more and more where we feel like we're connected, but really, um, humanly speaking, we're disconnected from social interaction, from people around us. And uh, psychologically, that can do things to you. But spiritually, if you're a believer in Jesus, spiritually, that can be um, dampening in your faith walk um, for many reasons. It's because, one, our faith was never meant to be a private thing, right? right? We, right. You know, your faith is your faith. My faith, my, that's our private thing. That's me and God. And that's not what we see in the Bible. You know, the, the church exploded after Jesus was risen from the dead and ascended into heaven. And it wasn't this secret thing. No, it was on full display. You know, those early Christians were threatened to their lives because they weren't going to keep it secret that they were following Jesus, that they wanted to live like Jesus lived. And so um, we see that picture in the Bible, and it's so contrasted to so many of the ways that people who go by the name Christian today operate. You know, so it's so easy to resist and pull back from community, say, you know, I'm going to do my thing. I'll listen to my sermon or, or watch on. And, you know, technology is wonderful. We're glad that we have technology that you can tune in, that you can catch up on a sermon. You can um, listen to people across the country and be poured into. But in reality, we still have to have that friendship, that community, that gathering together in the flesh with other people who are on this discipleship journey, you know, to become a disciple. I've heard it this way. The discipleship journey is best stated this way, that it's to think like Jesus, to feel like Jesus, to speak like Jesus, to love like Jesus. That That's the true journey of discipleship. It's growing in Christ's likeness. And we see in the Bible that like Jesus and his disciples, they needed one another to move along in that journey. And they couldn't do it alone. And C.S. Lewis, you were saying earlier about like just the friendship that arises um, of being in community, um, you and I, and then even with in life group um, circles, and many could attest to this. Uh, C.S. Lewis said this, he said, friendship arises out of mere companionship. And so companionship is kind of what happens when you first join a life group. You're not, you know, your companions, they go to your church, that kind of thing. You know each other. But it says friendship arises out of mere companionship when two or more of the companions 
discover that they have in common some insight or interest or even taste which the others do not share and which till that moment each believed to be his own unique treasure or burden. And that's what we do. We carry one another's burdens as well and we celebrate life together. The typical expression of opening friendship would be something like this. What? You too? I thought I was the only one. And when we gather in community, we come to that place. Oftentimes, whether it's a shared interest or whether it's something deep that we've been carrying and we openly are vulnerable and share and confess. And then someone says, listen, I know your struggle because I've been there. Um, Let me pray with you. And so like we have that moment of, oh, you too, I'm not alone in this. You know, there's an enemy out there of our soul and and he wants us to feel like we're alone. But when we constantly, and it's discipline, right? It takes discipline. It's not easy. Um, You know, we're all in different seasons of life. I can attest to that. My family and I have been in and out of community and it's looked different when we've had, you know, having a new baby and and being single and all that. And so like there's different seasons of life. We have to find a way to stay connected or we'll slowly, um, our hearts will kind of slowly turn inward and slowly be hardened towards that. Um, so it's vital for our health as Christians, even when it's not easy. And it's not easy, right? Because we're humans. And, and that's, just, that's just how it is. But um, I hope that someone listening who's been wrestling, who's been teetering, will take that step of faith after listening to our conversation today. We'll know like, hey, it's worth it. Um, and, and I can take a step of faith today. Just a step. Just a step right. towards, towards community right. and see how God meets them in that place. Have an accountability partner. Somebody mm, that keeps yeah. you accountable too in your walk with Christ yeah, and that you can keep that person accountable. Also, it's, it's a two way street and pastor Billy, as you were talking, I was just thinking about, yeah, I mean, we are lucky to have technology. I mean, if this pandemic had happened years ago before all this technology churches would have shut down completely. And I know a lot of churches shut down like as far as meeting in person, but we were able to keep meeting even virtually. So mm-hmm. we should be thankful for that and take advantage of those, but Absolutely. it never should take the place of meeting in person permanently at least. Right. And I think such a time as this, this is important to emphasize Christian community and how we need each other. And I know probably a lot of people, you know, miss that and realized how important we probably took it for granted being able to come and worship on Sunday mornings on a weekly basis prior to all the pandemic, mm-hmm. the COVID-19 and yeah. having to be away from each other and be separate. So- yeah. I mean, and like my family and I, we just joined a new life group this semester and um, they're meeting um, right now, you know, they're meeting on the back deck of the host home and the first group, the host family, the leaders of the group, they had some sickness with their kids. And so we just met virtually and knew that was a gift. There we all were. And then this past week, like my family had some sickness. They had some sore throats and stuff. So we were like, you know, we, we don't want to give that to anybody, but they pulled us into the meeting. They were there in person, but we were pulled in through the computer. So it is a gift. Like we can still be in that community. I could hear them. They could hear me. We could see each other. We could laugh with each other, even if I was looking through a screen. So it is a gift, but there's that piece that's missing when you can't look into the eyes of someone, make eye contact, um, you know, put your hand on their shoulder, laugh and pray with them. Um, There's just this sense of wholeness that happens when we can, when we can gather like that. Yeah, it's great. And uh, something that we should thank God for just the different avenues that he provides, you know, and it's great to be able to put our services out on the internet for people all over the world. Mm -hmm. I know that in our third service, which here at Church of the Nazarene is our Spanish brothers and sisters that meet at 1145 on Sundays here at 1871 Boyers Road. And I believe it was like 17 or 18 different countries. They have people watching on their Facebook Live and they even have a lady 
uh, in another country who sets up out in her lawn chairs and invites her neighbors and people to be part of the service. Yeah. So it certainly expands, but they're having community there where mm-hmm. they're at in that neighborhood. So, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where you don't want to curse the darkness, but you want to use it to bring people together. And I just, I can't overemphasize that and the importance of Sometimes people think, well, with all this, you know, streaming and virtual stuff, it makes people want to not come in person. But I I think that it's just you can't replace in person, you know, the physical meeting together, whether it be breaking of bread, sharing a meal. Like in life groups, a lot of the life groups share meals together every week. And that's just a great thing to be able to come and everybody brings something and share a meal before talking about the scripture I know you do videos related to the lesson, like 10, 15-minute videos, and then we all discuss the scripture passage or uh, whatever the topic is that night, and it's just great to have fellowship with one another, and then always closing in prayer and lifting up each other's burdens before the Lord, and uh, throughout the week, getting updates. A lot of times now, group me is the way to keep in contact with a bigger group of people or a smaller group of people just to be praying for one another. Pastor Billy, I know, you know, recently we started this in the summertime. We had a six-week session where our men met in person for Bible study, and now we're in the fall and we've started another six-week session of men, and that's been great. We've had probably between 20 and 30 guys consistently every week. So if you want to share about that, yeah, here at the church, one of our next steps, and what are the next steps? They're just a way to go in deeper discipleship, to grow deeper here in the life of the local church and with Christ. And one of our next steps is to join a group. And so we have different kinds of groups. You know, we've been talking about life groups, which are a wide variety of ages and, um, you know, demographics that people can plug into. We have prayer groups also, you know, there's women's and men's prayer that meets every week. And right now, you know, those are meeting virtually. I know uh, the men, uh, we meet on Thursday mornings and we've been seeing um, great turnout on there because you can tune in wherever you're at and join in, be encouraged by a time of sharing and then uh, just praying together. And and there is power uh, when we gather together for prayer in a group. And so there's that. And then also, yeah, we've been doing this uh, new Tuesday morning men's group um, where we've been uh, just looking at what it looks like to be a man of God, to lead like a man of God. And so um, that's been an encouraging time together. And, and there's been wonderful feedback from the men, a lot of men, you know, um, stepping up, a lot of men who in the past have maybe just kind of stood in the background or been a little uh, more shy or, or withdrawn. But, you know, they've kind of they've kind of uh, blossomed in the Lord in a good way. You know, we've seen men come up and share and lead and and um, be vulnerable and cry and pray together and all sorts of things. And so it's been such a gift and none of that would have happened had we not said, you know, we were designed for relationship. Pastor Kerry, you know, your dad, he used to say relationships rule. And so uh, we were designed for relationship. You know, the, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are, are in relationship with one another as the Godhead. And so, so we said we need to be together as men, especially in these days when the culture around us, when everything is tearing us apart, dividing us, um, pulling out our own hearts, um, you know, everything feels heavy around us. Um, we need to encourage one another. We need to get into the word and to be shaped by the word and to put our arm around each other and say, hey, 
me too, brother. You know, me too. I'm, and I'm here. What do you need? Yeah, it's just been a true gift. And hopefully we can keep offering that opportunity to men to gather together. I'm excited that our men are going to take a men's retreat next right. year. You know, you know, that's, that's exciting. It's, we, it's been by the Two time we, old. yeah, 2019 was the last time. And, and that was a wonderful time for our men together uh, down in Ocracoke in the Outer Banks, usually around 100 men down there yeah. gathering yeah. in community for two and a half days. Where And we go deep, you know, it's not yeah. just like eating good food and yeah. playing cornhole. We go deep and are challenged. And um, yeah, I mean, you've been there more than I have. And so you know the importance of that for the life of our church and, and the men of our church and just how vital that community has been. Yeah, I know the men's retreat. I mean, we have services, so we have worship service. We're packed in this church, and we're probably with a hundred guys. We're almost like I'm not gonna say stand in room only, but it's close. Yeah, yeah. If it's not, it's close, and it's just cool to see that many men raising their hand mm. and praising God. And you know, we have fun too. Like you said, we get good things to eat and we yeah. play fun games, but we also spend time in the Word and worshiping and hearing from the Word of God and whoever He has speak and whatever word He's given to them. So it's been great. I know recently Pastor Adrian said he's excited about what God's doing in the lives of the men in our church. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean, the women Amen. are meeting Amen. via prayer, too. Absolutely. So they're meeting virtually via prayer, too. And so he's and the women have always done Bible studies. And I'm not saying the men have never done Bible studies, but this is the first real intentional time I've seen with Bible studies in the life of the men and you know, I think a long time ago, Dad heard this stat, and I believe it was from H.B. London talking about, and this was years ago, so the numbers might have changed since then, but it was like, you know, if a child is the first one to come to church in their immediate family, 3% win their whole family to Christ. If a mother, if a woman, if a wife is the first in her immediate family to come to church, 17% win their whole family to Christ. But if a man, if a father is the first one in his immediate family to come to Christ, like 93 or 94% mm. win their whole family to Christ. So it's really great to see what God's doing in the lives of men in our church. Yeah, yeah. It's been exciting. Been exciting to watch. And you were talking about men's retreat. You know, we weren't able to go in 2020 or 2021, uh, but like you said, we're planning to go again in, in early spring of 2022 and i'm looking forward to it you know we had went 25 years and i say we the church had went 25 years in a row i had been the last 10 that we had been i wasn't able to go when i was in college but i had started going when i was like in eighth grade up through senior year of high school yeah that's um, awesome so it was and that's i mean i can look back to my faith journey and point to mm. some of those meetings and those times and just like you know i don't think i ever had a desire to like walk away from my faith, but I can look back to those times and say those guys and those relationships mm. that were built in that community and through prayer time. I mean, I know that dad, when he came here shortly after started a men's prayer group and he called it pastor's prayer patrol. And he said he had a few people say, well, that's kind of arrogant to call it the pastor's prayer patrol. And he said, no, I think it would be arrogant as a pastor or as anybody to admit that they don't need prayer yeah. or to think that they don't need prayer. And it's just continued. I think initially they had it on Tuesday mornings, and then once the women started meeting on Thursday, they moved it to Thursday. And, you know, we've been doing virtual since COVID hit, but it's been great because we've added some guys that wouldn't come if it was in person or didn't yeah. come when yeah. it was in person, you know, for various of reasons. And we even have people, I know we have one pastor who joins us regularly from West Virginia on yeah. Zoom. And, 
So we have a few different people that are not in our area that join. So it's just like God has opened up more doors. Right. Then they join because they need community and they right, don't have it right, where they're at. Right. right. They're ministering. Yeah. They're ministering in isolation. And, yeah. and some of the men said, you know, I know somebody that needs fellowship. I know someone right. who needs encouragement. And so they invited them in. And um, yeah, it's, it's neat to see how God, how God can do that in his, in his kingdom. Pastor Billy, just, you know, we have few minutes left here today, and this has been a great conversation. It's helped me. If it hasn't helped anybody else, it's helped me. Yeah. But uh, just any other final things maybe that the Lord's been speaking to you or that you have on your heart as far as discipleship and community, Christian community? Yeah, and this is this is on topic. It may sound a little off topic, but one thing that I'm pretty passionate about with and I can be pretty poignant with with some of my family members um, is this idea that solitude, the importance of solitude in our lives as well, because there is this temptation to be um, so involved and so um, inoculated by doing things and always around people and always around noise that we absolutely cannot stand to be in solitude. You know, like I was reading some crazy study. There were these people that were put into a room and they literally there was a there was a ball in there um, that was discharging electricity and there were people in there and, and they timed them and it was like um, less than 15 minutes. I mean, it might have been like five or six minutes like people could not stand to be in this completely silent room. They would rather electrocute themselves and touch this like then have to like sit there with their thoughts. And it was just this sobering moment of like where we are in our culture. We always have a headphone in. we always have music on. We always have the TV in the background. Mm -hmm. And so we struggle with this idea of solitude, but solitude um, helps prepare our hearts for those moments of community. And and, um, it's it's a vital part of us in our discipleship journey with Christ. You know, we got to be quiet. We got to be still or we're not going to hear his voice. Um, we got to be able to put away the distractions and just allow um, us to be in complete, in complete stillness in solitude. And Diedrich Bonhoeffer, um, the great theologian and martyr, said this. He said, let him who cannot be alone beware of community. And so he's saying, let the person who, who simply is like um, almost addicted to being within the crowd beware of community. He said, let him who is not in community beware of being alone. Each by itself has profound perils and pitfalls. One who wants fellowship without solitude plunges into the void of words and feelings. And the one who seeks solitude without fellowship perishes in the abyss of vanity and self-infatuation and despair. There's this, you know, there's balance in our lives. We got to live balanced lives um, in community and in solitude so that we can just be all around Christ-like. We see the picture in the scriptures where Christ would wake up early and the disciples would be looking for him and they would go find him and he'd be praying alone to his father on a mountainside. And they'd say, Jesus, what what are you doing? Like the crowds are looking for you, right? right? The crowds want you. And he was like, I, you know, I had to get away. I had to get away to be with my father. You know, I, I needed that solitude um, to recharge spiritually and emotionally. And so I encourage you who, you who are listening, like, don't forsake um, community for solitude and don't forsake solitude for community. Like, hold them in balance in a healthy, godly way as you are, are transformed day by day and walking in obedience to Christ. Right. That's great, Pastor Billy. And you said it might seem off topic, but it definitely is on topic. I mean, if we're not in community with God, if we're Mm. not letting God disciple us through the reading of his word or through spending time in prayer or quiet time, and that's quiet time is hard, at least for me, trying to get quiet and hearing from him because my mind tends to wander and get distracted by other worries or other noises or whatever. But if we can't 
have communion with God, mm. then we can't have communion with other believers, I believe. I mean, yeah. so we got to put our relationship with him first so that we can, in our discipleship mm. yeah, with others, we'll have stuff to add to that. Yeah, that's good. Because we don't want it to be from us. We want it to be from God, whatever we're sharing in discipleship with yeah. others. Yeah, we want to be sourced by him. That's good, Grayson. Well, Pastor Billy, um, just in closing to that, this, I think it has been a great conversation and it encouraged me. And I'm just going to, um, if you want to say a prayer and then I'll say a prayer, just kind of, I think uh, it'd be a, a great way to close today's program. Yeah, let's pray. Jesus, um, you are our example. Uh, as we as we live as disciples of you, um, may we be proven as true disciples, not simply by our words, but by our actions. God, may we value what you valued um, may we um, speak as you spoke. May we love as you loved. Um, may we may we trust the Father um, and His words as you trusted Him, as you walked by faith, um, not by feelings, not by sight. And God, I, I pray for those who are living in a place of despair right now or who have this heaviness on them. God, I pray that they would move um, from a, a place of where they may be isolated, um, maybe not uh, physically. They may be around people every day, but they could be isolated spiritually, emotionally. May they find um, a safe Christian community, uh, a small group, an accountability partner, somewhere where they can um, just be in relationship with someone, Lord, where they can find that companion in you, Jesus. And um, I pray for each and every one of uh, those who are listening to this today, God, that they would receive your grace as they gather and that they would offer it to one another, Lord, in places uh, where they will be um, going uh, this week and um, next week and in the days to come, God, that you will do a new thing um, as they gather together as the body of Christ. We pray it in Jesus' name. Lord, uh, I thank you for today, and I thank you for Pastor Billy and his life and his leadership to our, our life groups and our small groups, Lord. And uh, just pray a blessing over him and his family, Lord. Hillary and Ella and Halden and Lottie, Lord. And I, I just uh, I echo Pastor Billy's prayer that uh, for those listening today, that if they don't have a community, that they'll find a community, a church uh, or a small group Christian community that they can be a part of, Lord, and then they can grow and be discipled and help disciple others, Lord. And uh, maybe it's in their neighborhood. Maybe it's their neighbor that doesn't know you, Lord, uh, that they can be a witness to and and uh, that you can bring uh, their neighbor to you through their witnessing uh, to them, Lord. And uh, just uh, give us a desire to disciple one another and to pray for one another and to have fellowship with one another, Lord. And uh, like uh, you say in the Bible, help us not to stop meeting as some have gotten in the habit of doing, Lord. And also, I think about recently, uh, probably about a month or so ago, Pastor Margaret and I, when we were recording, we were talking about rest. And that was something Pastor Billy um, focused in on at the end about us having quiet time with God and not forsaking that. And that mm. Christian community is important, but not in substitution with uh, quiet time with you and being discipled by you. They're both important and they go hand in hand, Lord. And so uh, I think about in the Bible where you say, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest mm -hmm. uh, for my yoke is light. My burden is light and learn from me. And the learn from me part and the part about your yoke being light um, was always confusing to me. But then Pastor Billy uh, 
pointed out how oftentimes you led by example, the disciples oftentimes searched for your son Jesus as he found quiet time to get quiet before you, his heavenly father. And we can, that's how we learn from him is mm-hmm. by his example is yeah. Jesus example. When he was here on the earth, he always made time for Christian community with his disciples, but also with you, his heavenly father. He always made sure to get quiet with you and hear from you, Lord, and help us to learn from your son, Jesus Christ's example, um, Lord. And we thank you for that example, Lord. And we uh, thank you for Christian community. And I ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Billy, thank you for joining me today. Uh, It's been great to have you. Just in closing, if you would mind just sharing your email address, maybe a guy is saying, hey, you guys are talking about that prayer time via Zoom, and I don't have that where I'm at. Or maybe my church doesn't have a prayer time, but I'd love to be a part of y'all's prayer time. Or, you know, I know we talked about our men's Bible study, and that's past, but maybe we'll have some in the future, and maybe they would like to get on the email list for that. And maybe they'd like to join us here at 1871 Boyers Road when we do in-person men's Bible studies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even if you're listening in and maybe your community doesn't have small groups or anything like that, we actually have a life group that meets all online digitally. Like you will get the study, you'll be gathered with people through Zoom. And so you'll have some sort of community there to draw from. But yeah, if you, I, I can I can help you. If you have any questions, you can just um, email me at Pastor Billy. Um, so that's Pastor P-A-S t-o-r-b-i-l-l-y at c-o-t-n-a-z dot org so that's c-o-t-naz.org um yeah and i would love to answer any questions or help you get connected in any way that i can well thank you for that pastor billy and thanks again for joining me today it's been great to have you thank you grace and i enjoyed it man i pray that as you've heard pastor billy logan and myself talk today about discipleship and the importance of christian community that today's broadcast truly has been a half hour of hope for your life may god bless Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg-Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.